I want to take a minute and talk about Shop Boss. It's the ultimate solution for automotive shop management. It's built by industry experts with real-world experience. In fact, the founder was a former shop owner himself. Now, Shop Boss is designed to be user-friendly, making it easy to set up, learn, and teach your team with Boss Pay, powered by 360 Payments. Enjoy integrated payments with digital signature capture, text-to-text pay, PayPal, and Venmo options, consumer financing, and now surcharging, all seamlessly integrated into Shop Boss. Say goodbye to the hassle of managing separate sets of books. Everything you need is built right in. But that's not all. ShopBoss also offers built-in DVI functionality, eliminating the need for third-party solutions. See how they can simplify your auto shop at shopboss.net forward slash gearbox. Shopboss.net forward slash gearbox. That's shopboss.net forward slash gearbox. My name is Jimmy Purdy, shop owner, master tech, transmission builder, and the host of the Gearbox Podcast. Here I talk with new and seasoned shop owners as well as industry professionals about day-to-day operations within their own shops and all the failures and successes that come along the way. From what grinds your gears to having to shift gears in the automotive industry, this is the Gearbox Podcast. How many people have you had here so far? A lot. Really? Why are you jealous? Dude, I'm not. <laughs> well, I was your first, right? <laughs> you was were, that your first? You were the first, Okay, yeah. good. That's all, that's all that matters. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> as, long as, long, as long as I'm the first, man. How many, how, many, how many girls have been in this bed? <laughs> don't worry about hey, it. Man. Hey. Don't worry about it. It's all good. You're here now, you hey. know? You're here now. I what smell. is that? I smell. <laughs> the desperation. <laughs> You're just here for the drinks anyway, huh? I'm here for the drinks, man. That's all I'm here for. I had to entice you, you this time. You know, you know. Oh, look at that, huh? Let's get it rolling. That looks dangerous. We're just going to do a little bit. I don't have any ice, so. It's fine, man. I'm not there yet. I figured we started out with a little little fashion, you know? It's like. Let me mix this up real quick. Give me on the rocks. Hold the ice, please. What do you think? We're going to do it neat. Uh, oh. Was well, that too much? No, it's like. Sounds, you, looks, don't have to no, fi- you don't have to no, finish it. That, that, that looks pretty neat. I'm going to finish it. Okay. Come on. Look at that. Even the sound of it. He's I was trying to get the sound. <laughs> Did it pick it up? Did you hear it? I heard it. It was like, ooh. You want that one or that one? I take this one. Okay. Let me know what you think. Local place is pretty good. It's Costco special. Is that right? <laughs> oh, you know what? It's thinking good. It's not like warm because so it's, been, it's been cold lately, you know? Oh, so this is mixed. Yeah, it's already pre-mixed. Oh, ready to go. Yeah. No wonder. Yeah, old fashioned in a yeah. bottle. Where do you get this? Costco. Oh, yeah, it's not bad. No, dude, that's it's local too. It's right here, slow, uh, slow, slow stills. See, San Luis Obispo. Let's say on the top there. Yeah, slow stills, San Luis stills. All Pretty right, nice man. What's this right there? It get you pours. warm. Get you warmed up, huh? I'm warming up already, but. It says right there it pours twelve cocktails. We have two down, ten to go. <laughs> so. That's gonna be interesting. Huh? <laughs> Rod and Hammers. <laughs> I like the name of uh, Rod and Hammers. Rod and Hammers. <laughs> oh man. I gotta get your juices flowing. Tasty, huh? 
It's got a good bite to it. It does. It's not bad. It's not too. It's not overpowering. It's it's just just a little sweet. Perfect sweet. Just a perfect. Uh, I didn't think you'd be into something like this. Why would you say that? Just your background. My skin color. <laughs> Is that what? Because right. what? I don't have any tequila. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize you'd be into whiskey. I'm uh, I'm versatile. <laughs> I'm not your normal Mexican dude. That's all I like to hear. Well, what do we talk about now? Huh? You know what's a a good topic's going on right now? What's I'm that? Hear. Everything. You right about that? You know. Firing a customer. You got any of those lately, this year? You know, I can't, well, can't say that I have, but I... I already had one this year. Did you? Yeah. I just, it, I feel like the the more money you make, or not the more money, but, you know, the more, I don't know what you call it. You, you get more revenue through the door, right? You're not making more money, but you're making more money. Does that make sense? And so you should get a little more selective. Your schedule gets, you know, and you can start picking and choosing what you want and who you want in the shop. And then, uh, and then you, and then you forget about the, the, <laughs> the nuisances. Well, I mean, when you first started, right, was that not like the hardest thing in the world to deal with? It was like, like the, the clients that like wanted to come to your shop, that is your shop now, but also not deal with like you. <laughs> They wanted to go there because it was the old owner, and it was like, "Well, I'm still gonna come here, but I don't want to deal with you." And you had to like fire these people, but not like fire them in a sense. It's like totally different than like having a bad like situation where you got to come in and be like, "Look, we provide a service that's no longer what you're looking for. <laughs> what we provide is something that you're not looking." But it's like it was so much different than that in the beginning, wasn't it? Like. It, it, and it, you're hurting for work. Like, yeah. you're just trying to get anybody, you know? You know, I think in my case, I think a lot of them fire themselves because. Um, I think they say they self-correct or self-eject. Yeah, something, yeah, exactly. Something like that. Huh? So, after a while, I stopped seeing them. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to change the way I did things just because certain customers got certain privileges from the previous owner. Yeah. I was like, well, he never charged me for that or he never, you know, he did this for me for free or whatever. I said, well, it's not the case anymore. Yeah. So after that, I think a lot of people, things stopped coming. Some of the old customers that I used to see quite a bit before stopped coming. Which yeah. was time with me. And uh, I think a lot of a lot of it too with, was with the um, labor rate bumping up. Yeah, I think that also kind of cleaned up a lot of that too. Where now a lot of the customers that I have now, I'm happy with. Right. I mean, I I don't get no ifs or buts or just yeah, go ahead and do it. Yeah, you like, you, you, awesome. you pay twice as much and you yeah. do half the work. Yeah, I mean that's just, and it's it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, it's easy to say now, but it's it's hard. Oh, it's like, hard. and we're still in the kind of the I don't know the early years of it. I feel like five six years is still pretty. Pretty nuanced, and, still, and the whole grand scheme of things, we're still kind of green so around the. And then, but, I, what do you say, green behind the ears? Is that what you say? Green behind the ears. Yeah. But you know what? Even I, I could see myself still having some of those habits that you know the previous previous owner had. Yeah. Where I'm still kind of catching myself doing the same thing he used to do. So now, my customers that I have now, 
are going to think the same way if once the day comes, I pass this on to somebody else, they're going to do things differently. Now my my customers are going to be like, Yeah, well, but is, is that is that the right thing to be doing? Like, it's, when you buy a business, don't you want to, like, just, just turn key it? I mean, I feel like that's my biggest learning uh, turning point or the biggest thing I've learned is, like, everything just needs to be processed. Everything just needs to be a process. Like, someone that is, is going to buy a business isn't going to buy an auto shop. Right. And not saying, like, they're not going to buy an auto shop, but they're they're buying a business. They don't care what the business is. Right. I mean, it, of course it matters because you got to look in the logistics of it. But I think, like, on the just on the surface of it, if you're buying a business, you're buying it, the systems and the people and the the revenue, obviously. And whether it's an auto shop or a bakery or Hooters, I don't know, whatever. Whatever, <laughs> whatever turns money. <laughs> no, you, whatever you're personally yeah. interested in and in its wells. But like, yeah, of course, you're going to be interested in it and passionate about it. And that helps a lot, too. But I just feel like you always want to set it up, like you said, to, to sell it. Right. And. I think no matter what, no matter what you do, I mean, you're always going to have those type of customers. Yeah. I mean. That's true. I think you just forget about them. You do. You don't like forget about them, but you definitely don't want to think about them. And you definitely don't want to change your entire operation over like the f- 5%. That's a big percent. Yeah. Two, 2% of the 2%. people that's that are going to like minor. that. Yeah. Very minor. But you know. It's, but you do. You change your whole operation yeah. over this like one person. You know what, and, and it shouldn't. Like you're saying it, sh- it should be a pro- it should be a process. Yeah. And no matter once that process is established, I think that goes for all customers. And because it happens too, where you know when you're not there, they don't want to talk to anybody else. Yeah. They just want to. I'll come back tomorrow. Hey, I need to talk to him. Whatever, because they know what you're gonna give them, and it shouldn't yeah. be the case. It should, right. be, it should be where no matter who they talk to, it's going to be the same thing whether you talk to me, you talk to this guy, or the right. service writer, it's got to be the same. The standards. The standards, yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's not like that. And I, I think no matter what you do, that's going to be pretty hard to establish. Yeah. I mean, but it's possible. It's doable. I just. Oh, there's plenty. I mean, we're, I mean, we're kind of turning the curve a little bit on it. I think mostly because Leanne's is really good with the front, you know, she's being good. able to, yeah, she's, she's good at what she does. I mean, is it to the point where they only want to talk to her? No. If I walk in the shop, if I walk in the office, they obviously are like, hey, and then all of a sudden the, yeah. the conversation kind of directs towards me and I got to kind of direct it back. Yep. And I think it's a little bit of that, like trying to understand or like make sure that, okay, everyone's doing what they need to do, you know, and I need to understand that this is the process. I, I have to step out of it. <laughs> And it doesn't need to be my expertise or my explanation every time. It's like, this is what we do. Yep. And this is, and it's like, maybe it is one too many steps for most people. And I think, I think when, when you say a standard like operating procedure, everyone gets kind of, uh, I don't know, freaked out by it. And they're like, how do you do the same thing for every single car? And it's like, but it's not, we're just doing the same see. test. And sometimes it is maybe a little overzealous on some stuff it comes in for, you know, some like you were talking earlier when you came in, it was a misfire. Like, comes in for a misfire, and you do the old swap tronics, and a misfire is fixed, and in a way it goes, and it's a quick, quick cash flow, right? But that is not how the operating procedure for for me would go. We would definitely take it step by step and charge every step along the way. Right. You know, com- we didn't do relative compression tests, right? And then we're gonna do, um, you know, whether we go 
towards fuel or towards spark, that's going to determine on what the next hour and a half of advanced assessment, looking into fuel trims and looking into the mass airflow and doing a, a volumetric efficiency and, and just kind of checking all these boxes as we go down. Of course, checking the mechanical with a with a relative compression is step one, making sure the mechanical is good, but then, but then moving through that process and it's like, which way is the right way? You know, like I hear your story and I'm like, damn, that's like, then it's quick. You know, and, yeah. and and the customer's satisfied and the tech gets paid and everything goes good, but you do that to the next one, or this one kind of sounded like it turned into kind of a nightmare, but <laughs> but, well, well, but, but if it didn't go as simple or whatever and you have another one that's kind of complicated, it's like, oh, now we got to go five steps back in a sense to like check all those other things that should have been checked in that process to begin with. But yeah. then, but then you're like, uh, is, are you charging the client too much? Like, am I yeah, now? Am I turning into that expensive right. shop where I'm like, man, I just paid six hundred dollars to get a fuel injector replaced. It's like six hundred dollars for an injector. And it's like, well, the injector job was two hundred dollars, but there was four hundred dollars of testing that was involved to condemn that injector. Right. And it's like, what's what's the right way here? You know, and <laughs> you know, the perfect good example too. For example, just today, I mean, like I had this car, Ford Edge, that. Just your normal. It's what it, at that time it seemed as pretty normal, simple, straightforward misfire. It had codes for misfire codes, uh, certain cylinders, and the only thing that was odd about it was the fact that it had codes for uh, coils. I was like, that kind of seems kind of odd, but you know, red flag, red flag right there, which yeah. I should have, I should have caught, but I just kind of, yeah, you're just rolling. Uh, I just like you know, it's simple, but. Based on what the inf- customer I got from the, the information I got from the customer was that you know it's got 115,000 miles tune-up hasn't been done spark plugs is like what's well, a perfect good example perfect good place to start is spark whether it needs it or not is time to get it done because we're going to be in that area to get yeah. it done right so I said all right impossible one and jet, one or two coils and then at the end I decided you know what if they all the, if the rest of them are going to fail down the road just do them Too all, all far, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to mess with it later just this is v6 by the way it's got the plenum mm-hmm. and all that so anyways yeah. so we did all that and sure enough misfire was still there i was like oh crap what i do now yeah so i said like, well you know go back to you know testing and checking things out so at the end they ended up being bad drivers in the computer i was like well crap how do you prepare for that you mean, yeah. you, you mean even doing the testing sometimes impossible just because you can't have the vehicle running without the plenum back on yeah well, so, that's where the that's where the pico scopes that's where it comes in exactly right. Got, exactly the right, right the right equipment you know that helps yeah. a, that helps a little bit the right equipment but no you gotta get, i mean you got a point i mean you got a point in that and was it the chicken or the egg what would fail first you know exactly. i had a similar um with a toyota corolla a 2016 it's good stuff, huh? Oh man, that's good. I can tell. It's tasty, huh? Man, <laughs> making me hungry. So same, similar, uh, and so it was twenty sixteen Corolla. Same thing, Misfire. Um, came from another shop. Similar shop we were talking earlier, but anyway, so they had done their whole swap tronics on it and swapped coils and whatnot. And this was a one in four Misfire under load only, and it was really strange. It wasn't under a load specifically, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So, I mean, you could rev in the shop, power, load it, take up a hill, it's fine. As soon as you get on the freeway, every single time you get to the, on the freeway, right about 40 miles an hour, full power shut down. Cylinder four misfire, about a thousand counts, all of a sudden full uh, injector deactivation, 
dead mist. You could watch, you could watch on the scan tool, everything shut down. So I go through, I go through fuel injector, uh, waveform coil, and this is the four wire coils. So you have the, you know, um, the, the injector T, injector D, whatever you got to watch like the, so I'm, I'm watching those both. The coil driver's saying fine, but as soon as it picks up that misfire, it's shutting the injector down. I'm like, what the, f- what the, <laughs> the injector's fine. The current ramp looks fine. It's like everything is testing out the way it's supposed to be. Pull the plugs out because I'm like, I don't understand what the, what's going on here. Plugs look great. They're brand new. They were just replaced. I'm not going to start swapping coils. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But that, I ended up doing it. Same thing. Misfire stayed on four. And then it started happening on one. We'd have cylinder one would do the same thing and shut the injector down on one. Then it would bounce back to four. And I was like, I don't understand. Like, this is driving me up a wall right now. And it was only when you're getting on the freeway. So to get to the end of it, it was a PCM. I ended up calling out the PCM. At the end of the day, there's only so much testing I can do. I couldn't find, I couldn't catch anything on to do anything. And it was, it was, it shut down the injector so quickly that I could not catch what, if, if there was a bad coil. But before I did the, the ECM, I said, we need to do coils. We need all four brand new OEM coils. Right? And that's like the next step for me. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm about to call out this ECM. And the only thing that kills an ECM could be could potentially be a coil. coil. I know the, the injectors were good. There was not a high current, but the, the, the coils were on the high end. They were like 7.5 amps when they were running. So I was like, well, okay, we're going to do all the injectors. Sure enough, the misfire came back. Um, and then we did the ECM and it was good. But what I, what I found out on that one being that it was a CVT, it's got the, it shifts for you, oh, right? Yeah. It, it makes a shift. Well, when it shifts, it defuels. So through the shifts, it's defueling itself to give you your shift feel. And it was right when you hit about 40 miles an hour, get on the freeway, it gave you that upshift feel and then it would defuel and then it would deactivate and it would go into, into, in the, in the limp mode. It was so, it was such a weird one. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen one like that. Like I don't think I've ever dealt with one like that before. It, uh, I mean, I, I I feel for the other shot. That was like one of the only ones I've ever got from that particular place. I was like, wow, you guys actually got a good one. <laughs> it wasn't just out of gas this time. Good job, guys. You know what? <laughs> they, they brought it to the right place. I mean, it seems like you're you're the lucky guy to get all these wonderful vehicles, man. I'm, I'm gonna put that one on the belt for sure. Like, you know what? If coming from that shop we're talking about, yeah, that's something that would have. Would have been there for months. Well, I, I think, think it's. I think at the end of the day, I mean, that's if you're swapping parts, that's the next thing on the list. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe they would have put injectors in it, but then at that point, it's like you put an ECM in it. There's really nothing well, there's, else. There's, there's, I mean, obviously it's not mechanical. Mechanical would. Yeah. No. I mean, the, the way it, the way it yeah. ran and everything was like nah, it was, but. Right. So. But I mean, I guess getting back to the thing, it was like that's. If it wasn't from a shop, and that's and you're dealing with a with a client, one on one, that's a tough thing to work through, right? And then they get upset about it, and you're trying to, and you, you know, get a, and you get someone that's like, I just want to fix the problem. I don't want all. Like, <laughs> you know what? I mean, I was I, honestly, I was just like. And then how do you? How is like? So you you sold all six coils. We're, so we're in this thing. I don't know, eight nine thousand dollars at this point, and now we're calling out an ECM, and you know, yeah. like. If they don't go for the ECM, now what? Now what? You know, but luckily, like I said, I, I I was sweating it, calling this customer up. I was sweating, telling them, sorry, did all this, but sorry, your car still the same. Yeah. But luckily, he understood. You know, we explained everything to him and say, hey, you know, communication. Yeah, and then you know, it, it's a very common issue on these things that you know the coils 
take out the PCM, take out the drivers, and right. that's the number one thing that fails. And even like, from Ford, it says right there, replace all coils and spark plugs, then do the PCM. Right. I so, mean, just like I mean, yeah, so it's like, he understood. He was like, well, obviously, who's happy to spend more money? Yeah. Nobody is, but he, he understood. He's like, well. You know, I mean, sorry. that wasn't the direction you were going with, but it ended up working out. Anyway. Anyway, I, I mean, it, <laughs> it's, uh, you know. it's nice when you can make the call, hey, we're going to need an ECM, and we need to replace all the coils. Yeah. But uh, that would have been that would have been nice if I had my, I didn't bring my magic wand today. My your crystal ball, crystal ball, and everything yeah, too. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's part of the grind when you're in the middle of it. You know, you're just, I, I mean, ECM diagnostics is like replace everything else or or check everything else if there's no other faults, then replace the ECM. I mean, there's probably other ones that are a little easier to to, to assess and to call out, but I think for the most part, it's like a bad ECM is like everything else is you know is good. You know, like that—that's the only way. There's no like, There's, this is bad. No. Here, I'm gonna show you what's bad, and then this is why we have to replace it. It's like these are all the good parts, and so this has to be bad. <laughs> you know, it's 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 a no-brainer. I mean, it's yeah. you know, you got everything there that's working now that's supposed to be working. You yeah. got else tested. You can't even don't even think about it twice. I mean, yeah. it's see, but that that's like you gotta have the right clients. Yeah, you, you gotta to, have the right clientele to help help you with your own communication with your own process because you get that job and then it's with someone that you don't want to deal with or someone that's not um in tune with the way the repair process is going to go and they think you're ripping them off yeah like how's that next job for you gonna go you know like you're gonna be you think you were nervous this time like you're gonna gonna spend so much time driving yourself in circles checking stuff that you don't need to be checking because you just don't want to make that call because you don't want to make that call and and that's and that's when you make the most mistakes is when you're second guessing yourself and i was like man is it really this or i don't know yeah now there are 15 cars in the back of your mind you're trying to think about as well exactly like you just got to make a call and move on but if you're worried about this guy freaking out on you coming in and and screaming at your service advisor, screaming at everybody's like, like, and then if it's not you doing it and it's one of your techs doing it, then every single job your techs doing, you're like looking over their shoulder. Hey, you sure you did? Hey, did you check this? Hey, did you check that? Well, what about this? And you're like going through their own repair process. Like talk about a waste of time, like all because of the mentality of having to deal with somebody coming in. That's like not need, doesn't need to be in your shop in the first place. (laughs) You know what? I, I think, I mean, this might go off subject a little bit, but, you know, the other thing that I think I blame quite a bit for that, it's like the whole, you know, ratings and reviews. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a good now, one. Because yeah. now you live up to that hype of saying, okay, you got this, you know, all your reviews are pretty high and, and everybody that comes in there tells you I'm coming here because, you know, you got the best reviews and whatever and whatnot. And so now they put you on this pedestal. Yeah. And so now you're afraid of making a, making a, make mistake. a mistake. Yeah. So making mistakes part of the process yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know you learn. You know, I gotta, I gotta admit. You know, I, I'm, I've been out of the, I guess you could say, out of the workforce for a while now. Since I've been attending more of the front end now, which I'm becoming a little rusty. Yeah, you know, a lot of the stuff that it goes through the shop, I used to be able to catch right on for off the bat. As well. now, you, something comes at me, and I was like, oh man, I don't know. You gotta rely on the on the text. And I gotta rely on the text now. Yeah. So, that, change, that changes your, your operating yeah. procedure, you know? And now I'm waiting for them to tell me, okay, this is what it needs. Before, I was just like, it comes in, I, I kind of listen to it or hear, or hear what's the hell it's running. I was going to be that. Yeah. 
You know, now I'm relying on them. It's like, well, is it really that? Or do I have to go check it myself? Well, you like, if you like bottlenecks, you got to keep it that way, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to diagnose every yeah, car yeah. by your, by the seat uh, of your yeah, pants. Like, <laughs> I know. <It's, laughs> but the reviews is definitely one that's like constantly. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm over it. I mean, we're always, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good for marketing. But it I think, per, but personally, I, I'm not really offended or I care about it, but I just, it's a good marketing tactic and you got to have it. And so it's important. It's not, not important, but like you said, it's just like this weird thing where you, you can see other shops and you know how they run, you know how their processes yeah. are and they got the same exact review. And it's like, is it, it's like, really? That's, those are not the same. That's not uh, the same. Yep. <laughs> those two are not, one is not like the other, you know, like what is taught? What? So can you pay people for reviews? Yeah, you know, like, so does it really matter? But we're looking at it from our side of it. And it's like looking at it from a consumer or client standpoint, you got to have it. You got to have, you got to have the high rating, you know, it's minimum. It's a minimum now. I guess it's the bar. And so when that bar starts going down, you're like, like, is that, a, is like a rookie mistake? You know, like that's yeah. like, it's such a low thing on the pedestal, but it's still important enough to like pay attention to that yeah. when that, when you get a bad one, you're like, oh my God, like I'm so past that. Like I'm so... <laughs> You feel like you've already stepped over that plateau and you're like, you're working on other things, you know, like, oh, and I got to take a step back and what the, you know, like I made a mistake, you know, and I guess it's humbling. So it's, it's, it's not a bad thing, but yeah, it's. No, I think I got to the point where I kind of, I welcome all that negative and positive because I know that I hope so that over time, you know, the positive will, you know, overshadow the, the negative. So I mean, as long as you're doing your job, yeah, you know, as long as you're doing a good job, that's that, the idea. That also, that also keeps you in line too. You know, you want, you want to do a good job. Yeah. You want, you want to do, you know, a thorough job on everything comes in, you know, treat, treat like it's your own vehicle. Yeah. Pretty much. So that kind of case keeps me on my toes too, making sure that, you know, everybody, everybody that comes through happy when they leave. Yeah. You know, but you know, See, that, that's what the big job is for you now. Yeah. No. Yeah. That, that's, that's what I've learned that, you know. The mistakes of the vehicles and the diagnostic process is not what's important. No. What's important is keeping certain people out of the shop, firing certain people, and then, you know, paying attention to little Susie that comes in and spends $25,000 a year yeah. and, and and recommends three or four of her family yeah. members come and spend twenty thirty thousand $30,000 a year. Like, you know, I need to spend more time with you. Yeah. Even though every time she comes in, she's like, I don't want to waste your time. And, yeah. uh, you know, here, here's my car and I'll get out of your way and just let me know. It's like... No, 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 no. Come on. Like, let's talk a little let's bit. Talk. Like, let's, you want a candy? You want I got some uh, chocolate? Let's catch up. Let's catch up. <laughs> you want a drink? It's like, like, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Let's catch up. Hopefully, and hopefully Leanne doesn't take it the wrong way. You know, but <laughs> let's just, let's just catch up, you know? Oh, I had, and then you get clients that pass away. I had this sweet little lady come in all the time. She just loved me. She's just, she loved me. And Leanne could tell too. She's like getting kind of flirty. She's like 90 something. Just a sweetheart though. And I, you know, I, I tell her how great she looked and her lipstick looked hey, really good you know. today and, and stuff like that. She loved it. And, uh, yeah, it's sad. She passed away last year, but, um, I see. I, I like those. That, I like those. The, I like those customers because I kind of see them as a, as a grandma, like part of the family. You know? Yeah, it's just, exactly. It's just, yeah. it's just like, hey, this is my grandma from work. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I usually call. It. And I got, I got a few of those too. And I yeah. just, I, I just love talking to them and and make them, you know, make them feel comfortable and warm when when they go in. That, right. Not only are they gonna you're gonna be taking their money, but you know, 
you want to feel like they're going to be taken care of. Well, I just want to be a decent human being yeah. and just be yeah, nice. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, at, at the very least. And then you, know. you get a few, like I said, the few of the bad ones that make you appreciate the good ones. And then yeah. you're like, you know, I'm going to spend more time with you. And the ones that come in is like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. have time for you, man. Like you, you need to go because I have, you know, sweet little Gloria here that Gloria. wants to talk to me. So, <laughs> oh, you got the same Gloria. You know Gloria? No. It was, <laughs> yeah, was it Gloria or something like that? A little refill. Hold on a second. Yeah, top it off. Get that thing to the brim this time, you know? Don't be playing around with it. There it is. Oh, there it is. You got to get that pop, huh? There we go. That's pretty good, huh? Yeah, I'm going to call in sick tomorrow. <laughs> Can you do that? No. No. <laughs> no. We don't get that, huh? We don't have that luxury. Yeah, so I had one this year. Come in and... Um, yeah, I've had it in a long time, but and Leanne's really good about fronting off those people. Like she can, she can handle her own, right? I had to step in because it just it was getting not out of control to the point where like people were yelling. It was just he was be starting to become unreasonable. He was becoming an unreasonable person. And so let, let's start at the beginning of this thing. Comes in Colorado, like a sixteen or seventeen. Tons of tons of maintenance work, and he's on it. Doesn't want to do a lot of the maintenance work. Um, concerned about an oil leak. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd have to look back. I don't remember what the guys found, but I think the brakes were under a minimum. So the brakes were needed to be done. And I don't remember if there was a ball joint that was like way out, but anyway, we did some suspension work to it. Bottom line. Um, and he came back and the oil leak's still there. Okay. But um, yeah, we know we, we talked to you about this. <laughs> they don't, they don't listen to that. They don't listen to anything. The damn thing is like, no. Okay, so we did we did the suspension work, okay, and and now it has an oil leak, but we had the oil leak. Remember, remember the remember the conversation remember. we had. Remember the email. Remember the digital vehicle inspection we sent you with pictures of where it's leaking from, and all, no, none of that mattered. So, leaking oil. He's upset. We're not a big price uh, discounter where when you get a problem like that, but this guy was kind of a problem child. So, valve cover gaskets were leaking, or so we thought, but we. Get, get it in to do valve cover gaskets on it and deeply discount this thing. Um, it was like, I think, 150 or $200 off the ticket. Oh. Yeah. Very it was, generous. It was very generous of Leanne to head that off. And well, that's, she, that's where she, the problem she, she did that. It was, she, Ooh, I had no wow, idea. She really? didn't even tell me about it. Yeah. So wow, that, that, that's, I guess that goes to like, I you know, know. The people that are, that are running everything. You got to just <laughs> let them handle, handle the thing, you know? And she's not like that, though. She's not she's, like she's that. Not no. that. Oh, wow. Okay. No. <laughs> I would, I, I mean, I might have done, I don't know. This guy was kind of a pain to begin with. Like, we definitely shouldn't have just, like, passed on the whole situation to begin with. But you hey, Don't you love that? You do a job, and oh, at the very end, he's like, man, I should have just said no. I should have. It, it no. was tough because he, he was kind of bipolar a little bit. I mean, he was frustrated, but it's difficult to peg a, a client on being when they're frustrated because, you know, when they lose their car, they're losing their freedom. Yeah. And so everyone's upset, you know? And some of them get a little more upset than others. And some of them are in a bad place. And so he wasn't necessarily being unreasonable when he came in. And I had, I mean, there was empathy for him. I think I think he got Leanne with a little bit of empathy. And he's a small business owner. And, you know, he already spent a certain amount of money. And whatever, whatever the emotional discount that she gave him, she right. gave him. And I don't blame her. Like, she helped the guy out. It was a valve cover gasket job. Um, whatever. That didn't fix the leak. So that was a big problem. 
Okay, so on these particular engines, there's a cam retainer plate that's under the valve cover gasket. I don't know if you've seen these before. So I don't, I don't think I've had the pleasure no, of taking ones off. No, the, I mean, it's like, I can't have the 3.7 V6 or whatever it is, but it's got the, you have to pull the valve cover gasket, pull the camshafts, and then there's this retainer plate that sits down on top of the cylinder head. What? Yeah. And it's, and it's sealed with RTV. So it's like the Toyotas with that timing cover that had that big problem with the timing covers leaking. Yeah. So they didn't use the right RTV or they didn't put enough on or whatever the hell the problem is. But it's right above the exhaust manifold. So as it's leaking, it leaks down on the exhaust and it smokes and it stinks and, and whatnot. And, and, you, and it doesn't really make a lot of visible trails because it's, it's just, it just leaks right down right on the exhaust goes. manifold. So I don't. I don't know. It was tough. We th- we talked about this with the guys, you know, after the fact, and I mean, we did a lot of conversating about it to say the least. Because at the time, I'm definitely frustrated that we missed the dyad. But really, looking back on it, and at the time, I'm talking to this guy when I get in the conversation in a minute about what we talked about. Um, I just had to. I had to. Hey, we did exactly what we were supposed to do, right? And I I, I still stand behind that because if you have a leak, and it's in that area. And you're not, yeah, maybe it's a lack of knowing better, but I mean, also it's like, if you have a leak in that general area, you start, you start from the top, uh, top down, right? I mean, that's just, do you call it? Cause the job was like 18 hours to do the, that cam plate. You got to pull, really? you got to pull camshafts oh off. Oh my God. Yeah. It was like 18 to 20 something hours. It was like, yeah, it was, it was something like $3,000 job to, to, to reseal these camera. And of course we didn't look into that before. Cause you know, ignorance, we didn't know. There's a camera tuner plate there. There was no need to look any farther. <laughs> well, no. he, he does his he does his checks with the mirror because of course there's no freaking room. But he pulled the wheel well wheel fender off. He got in there with a mirror and he he looked and saw the oil coming from the top. And it's like the valve cover gaskets must be leaking. It's like that makes sense. Let's do that. Why? Like, does it need to go any further than that? Now we know. But if if you add that into your process, every time there's a damn oil leak, you're gonna be spending two and a half hours to tell someone where the oil's coming from. It's like, I don't know about that. And so that's basically what I told him. So we deeply discounted this valve cover gasket job. He comes back, he's upset, naturally. By the time I get to him, he's already, you know, gone through a half hour with Leanne. So he's not worked up, but he's definitely like grasping for straws. Let's put it that way. He's definitely reaching for whatever. So he wants the interior cleaned. He wants the interior of his car detailed because the oil is burning and it's sticking to his headliner and his seats and his car now smells like oil. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to roll past that and pretend like I didn't hear you say that. What? Right? Yeah, like I'm just going to go ahead and wow. keep we're just going to keep conversating and act like you didn't that didn't come out of your mouth cuz I'm trying to I'm trying not to be upset right now and that would upset me. That would be a trigger word I think they call it, but so we're we're, we're right past that. Like, okay. What is it going to take for you to go away? I mean, that was the that was how the conversation looked. I was like, look, I don't need to be here. We do a good job here, okay? We have processes in place. Leanne handles this. I need to be out doing other things. I don't need to be in here discussing this with you. And this is after about 10 minutes of us going back and forth about what I just explained. Hey, most important thing, we started with the valve cover gaskets. We're going to work our from our way from our top down. If you don't agree with our processes, then we're not the shop for you, right? Like, that's just how we work. That's just, that is the most logical thing, the most common sense first thing for us to do, right? Like, and that, that was our, our beginning of our conversation is me just explaining the diagnostic, diagnosis process on an oil leak. You, you, gravity works 
you know, if, if you drop something, it falls to the ground. So let's let's start with gravity. So let's go to the highest point <laughs> and no, start sealing from the top down. I, I just hope it's the same process for every shop. That's our that's our process. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I don't what are you going to do? Pressure wash it no. a thousand times? I mean, we have another leak here, and it's it's and yeah, we we cleaned it and ran it for a little bit on the rack, and we could tell it's coming from the oil pan gasket. So. And it's because we didn't want to call out a rear main seal, and and would end up being so. I mean, every situation is a little different for oil leaks, and every other process. But in this particular process, being that it was right above the exhaust manifold, as soon as you ran it long enough, it started smoking everywhere. So, like, what are you gonna, you know, like I don't know. I just think this situation that was the right thing to do for the tech. I I don't see another way of of handling that other than the way he did. I think I I think handled it correctly. I mean, I, I mean, I mean. I, the way I look at it sometimes too is like how would it have been the same outcome if you would have handled it? I mean more than likely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean it's not I mean it's definitely it's definitely him and I have to I guess not change the shop depending on how he necessarily works, but he's the tech here at Shifting Gears Garage. Like he's the way he does it is the way we operate and I trust what he does. If I don't, then we're going to have a conversation about right. it. But I have to stand behind what he does. And I did. I was like, hey, look, this is the way he did it, the way we do it. And that's how it was done. <laughs> if you don't agree with that, we're not the shop for you. Like, bottom line. And at this point, I didn't know it was discounted. So I want to make that clear. Like, I had no idea that it was discounted. I didn't, up to this point in time, I figured he paid full price for a valve cover gasket job. Oh. So I'm, I'm feeling a little empathetic for him. But also, like, I'm not going to, like, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, you're not going to... You stand your ground, you know? Right. If I did something wrong, I would have said it, but... So we have the conversation, and it gets to the point, like, look, um, so I don't need to be here, right? I, let's, let's, like, move on with this, with our lives here. What does it take for you to go away? Like, I mean, that's what I get to. When I get people like that, that's how I handle it. Like, what... So what is it going to take for you to leave here today happy? That's it. Like, that's the bottom line. How much? How much do you need? Everybody wants money. It's it, it, when they're at that point in time, and and you know who I'm talking about. There's certain clients out there, you know, like they don't want things from you; they just want stuff. And when he starts talking about f- f- detailing his truck, and then it gets to the point, he says, "Well, what if I'm driving down the road and it's leaking so much oil right onto the exhaust manifold? What if it catches on fire and burns my truck to the ground?" Like, okay, now we're done. <laughs> that's like that's what I said. Like, we're done here now. Like, we're done. What do you mean? Like, I I know what you're doing. And I, I don't appreciate it. Like I'm not doing anything. I, I'm not. Ins- I'm not insinuating that you would burn my truck to the ground. Like I know you're not, because <laughs> we're done here now. Yeah, this is like three weeks ago. But yeah, it was crazy. It was like after that, it was like, and it came down like, so what's it going to take for you to go away? So I look back and and he's like, well, I I'd, I'd like for you to give me my money back and then pay the dealership to fix what's really leaking. What? Like, holy moly, really? what? that's quite an ask there. <laughs> yeah, he wanted me to give his money back for the job that we did because it didn't fix his leak. And then he wanted us to pay the dealership to repair the the actual leak. How does that make sense? <laughs> How does that make sense? I mean... I'm telling you, I started this by telling you he was being unreasonable. And so I did not escalate to the point where I was yelling or screaming, but I definitely lost all uh, empathy for him at that point in time. It was like, yeah, we're not doing like, no, like, so 
No, I wouldn't say that because I still helped them out in the end because I just I needed to pay. I need I knew I need, I needed to pay to get rid of this guy. Like I knew it was going to turn into like I need to pay to fire this guy. You know what I mean? Like this is going to cost me money to get him out of my shop without getting a bad review. Yeah, like that was like that's yeah. the bottom line. Back yeah. my head, I was like, I want to get yeah. this guy. Like I want to like drag him out right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think. I, no. I was just like get out right now, but I knew I was like in back of my mind, I don't need a bad review over this. Yeah, you know, at the you know that, that's what I'm talking about. At the very end, that's in the back of your mind is when you have customers like that. Is like uh, the last thing you want is a bad review, right? But you know, yeah, I mean, at the very least, okay. I mean, for me, I would have been okay. You know what? You're right about that. Let me pay you what you paid me. What did at that time? Did you even find out that it was discounted? No, so I saw. Oh, I saw it was discounted. Yeah, so. It's the win-win for you right there. <laughs> so he says, so he says, and this is like the night before of us realizing there's a cam plate underneath the valve cover gasket. Us, like me and actually everybody in the shop, we all like run the computer and we're like, well, I'll check that out. We got a whole diagram, breakdown of the engine. Oh, that makes sense. Like that's where it's leaking from. You know, I was like, that okay. Like that, that's got to be where it's at, you know? And so we're like, yeah, that's where it's leaking. Obviously. And he's like, I don't, well, if you guys couldn't fix it the first time, how can I trust that you're going to do it like right the second time? And you're quoting me like $3,000 for this repair. And how am I supposed to know it's going to not ever leak oil again? I'm like, okay, look, it's not never going to leak oil again. And as soon as he said that, I had to change it again. I was like, I was so guaranteed in myself that we were going to fix that particular leak. And then he says, how do I know the engine's never going to leak any oil again? I was like, that's not what we're doing here. <laughs> that's not, not you know, That's not what I'm doing. Like, you just, like, have your way of, like, with words here, bud. Like, <laughs> no, and, that, and that's I, – I found myself that I had to be very careful, especially with oil leaks. That That's one of the things I've been dealing with quite a bit lately. You know, it's, it's once I figure out a leak – and I tell him straight up, it's like, I'm going to fix a leak. This leak. This leak. Doesn't mean that it's the leak. You can have more leaks. And I dealt with that on a, on a actually, not even talking about that, it was on a Jimmy. Can you believe that? You know, Jimmy's having leaks? I do leak. <laughs> I know. <it's> funny. <laughs> so, it was a, yeah, it was a, I forget what year it was, a 90, a two, 2001 Jimmy that, man, the whole engine was soaked with oil. It was like, Holy crap, where am I going to find this leak at? I mean, everything from top to bottom. Yeah. That's the first thing I told him, too. I said, listen, everything in the top is soaked with oil. So yeah. I got to start off with the valve covers and the intake. And that will ensure that at least the top end is going to be sealed. So who knows what's at the bottom? And you have, you have the oil cooler lines at the bottom. You have the oil filter adapter you have the oil pan you got the the cam seal you got the crank seal crank seal you got the on and on and on, the yeah. timing cover so i was like it'll since everything's running down i was like we got to start off with the valve cover and the intake yeah and then we'll go from there yeah so we did that cleaned things up took it out for two days took it out for a couple of drives and that now it's leaking worse. Well, luckily for me. Now that's the was, thing with the oil leak yeah, is like well, yeah. you start cleaning well, it up and you get all the yeah, dirt off of it, right. and the dirt was like a gasket in the an, well, ex, an external yeah, gasket. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It was like a it's like a JB Wells of dirt. Yeah, you know. But we took it out for you know two days. We had it, drove it, no leaks. Okay, cool. Before it would actually leave a, a good puddle on the ground. I was like, it's pretty obvious leak, and it. I said, okay, cool. We did that, and no leaks for two days. He picked it up. Took it the next day. He called. There was a puddle on the ground. I said, "Wonderful." 
Go ahead and bring him back. Let me check, see, kind of check, recheck our work and make sure there's nothing leaking on the top. So we did everything in the top, clean, dry. I said, cool. Look at the bottom. And sure enough, one of the cooler lines was rubbed against the front differential. Mm -hmm. And that's where it was leaking. I said, I said, well, I just paid this much to fix the leaks. Correct. We paid this much to seal the top end, yeah. which we did. As you can see, no leaks. But and the there's leaks, no way, and no way that oil cooler line was spraying oil up on top. Up on top. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, so no. So it's like you have a leak, like I mentioned to you at the beginning. They said we need to start from the top, work our way down. I said I drove this thing for two days, no leaks. It's just a big coincidence, you yeah. know. And then, so. I said, well, now we got to do this cooler line, get that fixed. But as you can see, everything underneath is just coated with oil and dirt. And it's like, you're going to have other leaks, I guarantee you. But all you could do is one step at it, one thing at a time. Yeah. So at, at that time, we decided not to want to fix it because he already spent so much money on the top end that wow. I was like, okay, well, sorry. Yeah. I think that's the hardest thing, too, is like, there's a lot of, like, the whole retainer thing. Have you heard that? With the assessment process, there's a diagnostic process, pulling, like, a retainer. So if something comes in and from another shop is going to be a good example or very obvious that someone else has had their fingers in it um, or just can can communication faults, just any sort of, like, you, you know, like, the, the you know the ones. Right. You know, you get the misfire ones for the most part, not so much, but. No, you could even mis put misfires under this category. But anyway, the point is, like, instead of doing your normal hourly, you just say, hey, look, you know, we did our initial assessment. We don't see the plugs look good. The coils look like they've been replaced, whatever. It's a misfire. We're going to need, like, a $500 retainer from you. And that's basically, like, look, like, I'm not going to spend all that money, but I need to know, like, as I'm working through this process, that I have this budget that I can, that I can play with, you know, deal with, have, to keep moving forward and like the oil leak would be a good one you know like hey look this thing's a mess i need a thousand dollar retainer you know because you know he's upset you know he's running you know he's oh i paid all this money to get my yeah. oil leaks fixed and 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 you know, everywhere he goes like everywhere he goes he's leaving oil and people are like hey your car's still leaking didn't yeah. you have it at the shop oh i did and they charged me six hundred seven hundred dollars and they didn't fix it you know that's how the story's going oh, like it doesn't matter what he said to you you know that's what he's saying and it's, it's frustrating Cause it's like, you don't get, you don't even there to say your side of the yeah. story, you know, it's like, you know, like, oh, I paid all this money. Yep. And they couldn't even figure it out. Like, oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, you start that thing with, Hey, look, I need a thousand dollar retainer from you. Right. Like I need to know you're willing to spend a thousand bucks to fix these oil leaks. Can I guarantee that it's going to be fixed in that time? I can give you a pretty good possibility. It's going to, it's not a guarantee. And we're going to bring it up to that amount. And then we're going to see where we're at and reassess our, our situation. But you know, that way you're not dealing with like four or five hundred dollars and then you're like, Oh, this oil leaks oil cooler line that's eighty bucks is leaking too, but he doesn't want to do that. Cause he's already he's he's already spent four or five hundred dollars, you know, like so you can kind of look at a vehicle and say, Hey, it could be like you said, oil cooler lines, oil pan gasket, could be intake manifold gasket, and you look and you know, estimate it out, like, hey, that's fifteen hundred dollars worth of work. Hey, I need a fifteen hundred dollar retainer. What? It's gonna be fifteen hundred no, no. I'm saying that I'm gonna take it up to as close as I can to, or not as close as I can, but it could be up to fifteen hundred dollars to ensure all the leaks are taken care of. Could be five hundred, could be twelve hundred, could be fifteen hundred. Right? Like, such a good idea. I never thought about that that way. 
Yeah, yeah, I That's liked true. it. I mean, I mean, it works for oil leaks. It works for diagnostics. It's definitely, I mean, attorneys have been using it for years. You know, they give you a twenty thousand dollar retainer. Hey, take this case. I need a twenty thousand dollar retainer. They know how much research. I don't know what they do. I don't even want to talk about attorneys. Attorneys, yeah. they're good people. They're good people. <laughs> <laughs> they're good people. They're, they're good people. Just. They're people like you and I. They're people like you and I. <laughs> they're normal. They're, they're, human, they're human beings. They're human, so they're human beings. So they, they know what it's going to take to get into a case or whatever. And they know like, hey, I'm gonna, this is probably going to be 20, 30 grand to do this. But yeah, it, I mean, it makes sense. And that way, sense. that way you're not like so stressed, like working through this process of like, you know. No, because it is nice. Because I mean, I'm just thinking about it right now. It's like, man, all these jobs that I've had, if only I had like, like saying this retainer. Like a budget. A budget. I was like. It would have been, but you ask anybody what their budget is, and they're like, oh, a couple hundred, yeah, a couple hundred fifty yeah. ball. Like, what? Yeah. Come on, man. Let's get real here. I'm not trying to rip you off. Like, I, I just need to know, like, where are we at? Like, what is it? Like, <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. What makes so, you uncomfortable? You know, like, because at the end of the day, if you're thinking it's going to be two, three hundred bucks, and we're looking at replacing your transmission, we're we're not we're not going to start this conversation. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right, right. let's just let's just end our relationship right now, or this conversation right now. Like, we you're here at a transmission specialty shop. More than likely, you're going to be spending three or four thousand dollars to replace or rebuild what you got. So, if you're thinking you're getting out of here for two or three hundred bucks, let's not waste anybody's time <laughs> or money, right? Like, let's just it's, let's just cut the ties. And that's kind of the conversation how we started. And that's when I heard it. I was like, that makes so much sense. Like, we just say it differently. We just communicate. Look, we can. We're going to try these tests. It may or may not help the situation. We may have a bad cylinder. We may have an internal wiring harness issue. We may have a TCM. Whatever. End of the day. We can't roll that money into the repair of the transmission. So do you want to cut to the chase and just replace and just pull the trans out and rebuild it? All that stuff's going to get replaced when we do that. You want to just do that or do you want to try to spend some money to, to, to further, you know, advance, assess the situation? And some people don't mind gambling. Whatever. I'll, I mean. Gamblers. I love those gamblers, man. <laughs> Sometimes they come in, it's very obvious this thing needs to come out. Yeah. Like there's nothing else I can do but pull it out and rebuild it or replace it. But sometimes it's like, hey, you know what? There's, there's there's certain you know qualifying standards that I see in this vehicle that would warrant us going a little bit further to seeing if there's other things we can check. You know, yeah. um, there's some transmissions that have weird issues that happen that you pull fix them by pulling the valve body. You know, but then also the conversations like, well, I can't warranty this. You know, like thing. I can fix your third gear problem, your second gear problem, your sixth gear problem, or whatever the issue is. But if you go to put it in reverse one day and it don't go backwards, I, that's not covered. <laughs> so do you, do you want to spend seven eight hundred dollars to fix the valve body with no warranty on the rest of it with two hundred thousand miles, or do you just want to replace the thing and move on with your life? Yeah, you know, and be and be covered for the next three years is like so. But this was like we just there's a lot of words behind all that. <laughs> so just cutting to the chase and saying, hey, we need a three thousand dollar retainer. What? It's going to cover the testing to see if there's anything we can repair. If not, then we're going to move forward with the replacement, you know? Like, damn, buy me a drink first. Yeah, I did. $3,000. Oh, that's cheap, too. That's, no, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm still 10 years ago, too. $6,000. $6,000, yeah. I was say. $5,000, $6,000. They just keep going up. But anyway, so, so this guy... Um, so basically, at the end of it, it's like he is. I wanted me to pay the dealer to do the repair, and I was like, "No, look, what I'll do is, 
I will pay for the ass- I will gladly pay for the assessment at the at the Chevy dealership here. Um, and then I told him to pass the Chevy Borhon, but um, I was like, whatever one you want to go to, I'll pay their assessment fee, and I guarantee the leak. Like I if I guarantee they're gonna say it's, it's the same, same thing. It's the same they'll, thing, they'll right? Agree, yeah. Like I'll I'll pay for their assessment if you don't if you don't think we're doing if we call it outright, you know, like to back up our assessment, take it there. I'll pay for the assessment, call it a day. He liked the sound of that. But then he didn't want um, to pay for the repair. Still, <laughs> no, he still it, he still did not want to pay for the repair. No, and it, and come to find out, he's already been at the Chevy dealership, and they gave him the boot. So that basically was what it was. He couldn't yeah. go back to the dealership because they, they already. So that we called after the fact to let them know, hey, this guy's coming down to you, and his name is you know, is a oh yeah. Yeah, he's 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 on our blacklist. Yeah, he's yeah he's already been blacklisted. <laughs> like, oh, oh <laughs> I see. So this is after the whole situation of uh, right. found out the guy can't even go back to the dealership. Okay. So now so, you're the only option right there. Yeah, but I didn't know that at the time. He knew that, uh, so it was like it was kind of weird. He didn't like I'll do that, but I don't want them to do the repair. And I was like, I want you guys to do the repair because you know, and he like try to like give me the flattery thing. And of course, I'm like biting it a little bit. I'm like, oh okay, like he like, but come to find out, he just can't go back to the dealer. So it was just a bunch of bullshit anyway but uh yeah. yeah so yeah he was all over the place with this thing but then it was like so basically what i'm gonna do here we're not we're not paying the dealership for this stuff if you want us to do it it's you know twenty five hundred dollars okay okay you know and i basically talked him down it was like look you know and, and it, it kind of like got to the point where we're both kind of like on the same page you know he i think i think what it was is i i basically i basically fired him you can't come. I don't want to do work for you. You're going to the dealership. He realized he can't go to the dealership. I'm his last option. And so he reined it in real quick. Got me believing that he really liked me. Got me believing a lot of stuff. And I was like, look, I'll, all right. So we'll do it. It's going to be $2,600. And what I'll do is I'll take the $500 and I'll take it off the bill. So it was going to be like $2,200 to this job. I was like, I'll just take it off the top of the job we're doing. Get your money back and we'll do the job. And... But we're only we're only gonna warranty the leak that on the on the whatever whatever the conversation was after that it was like we were both like okay that's fine whatever okay cool well let me know he leaves and uh, and then um, that was about the time I realized that the the valve cover gasket had been discounted and so I'm like pulling up this estimate and I'm like okay let me look up your history and discount what we did on the valve cover gasket I didn't know it was five hundred bucks I was like let me just go ahead and discount this and we already talked I already told him like look we'll do it. Let me just discount your job, and I go and I look. See, it's like five hundred bucks for these, and it was like a nine hundred dollar or whatever was eight hundred dollar like estimate, and then like knocked the the three hundred dollars off. It was like two hundred and something dollars that was knocked off. Man. And I'm already like over this guy. I'm exhausted. I'm like, <laughs> I haven't dealt with this like in a long time. I was like, I don't want to do, like. Oh my god, how do I change this site now? You know, like, so we'll take the. $500 off your estimate here. It looks like it was, and I'm like looking at Leanne, like it looks like it was only, looks like it's $500, right? Is that right? We 500? <laughs> that, that's what we're taking off because that's what he paid for valve cover gaskets, you know? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, okay, so it looks like your bill is going to be 2200 which at that point I'm like, well, that kind of works because I don't have to give them. <laughs> You know, like that much off of his job, but at the same time, it was like well, it kind of it kind of worked out because at least you know if it was nine hundred bucks, he would have right. And that's just, so that basically bucks. like kind of was like okay, so I don't have to take a thousand off. But then yeah, it was yeah. also like, but I already lost the money; like it's yeah. already gone. So, yeah, you know. 
And so I was like, look, just we'll, we'll reschedule this. We're not going to do this today. It's going to be, you know, probably two weeks from today. I'm definitely not like jumping on this thing anytime soon. Go ahead and leave. And then, uh, yeah, I talked to Leanne after that. I'm like, what's with the 500? And he's like, yeah, I already dealt with him. And I was like, that's the only way I could make him happy. I was like, yeah, go ahead and call him at the end of the day and let him know that we're not, we're not doing this. She's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, there's no way I was going to schedule that. <laughs> she already heard me say it. She's like, no, I was not going to reschedule him. It was already a no for me. I'm like, yeah. She's like, I, I figured you just did that to end the conversation. I was like, I guess I kind of did like, you know, cause it was just not going anywhere. And it was like, all right, well, you know, here's what we, I was like, yeah, just go ahead and tell him we'll, so, we'll, we'll credit him back his 500 bucks and uh, see ya. Good luck. Oh, so yeah, she did. So, she, so she called him back. She called him. Oh, yeah, called him. Called him at the end of the day. He's like, look, we, you know, we talked it over, and um, you're, you're just an un, you're unreasonable. You're you're not, you know, we're, we're not aligning. Our, our, <laughs> what we do wow. is not what you're looking for. And then what you say, um, you've already expressed how uncomfortable you are with our prior repairs, and we don't feel comfortable moving forward with any more repairs. So this is gonna be the end of the man. I gotta take some classes from her, man. <laughs> Damn, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. good I, mean, man, I mean, we I talked would... about it a little bit. It was mostly Damn. she basically took the reins, but that was like the gist of it. Like this, you know, if, he's, if he's uncomfortable with what we do, no, you know, right. already, like there's there's no way, like, there's... and that's what I told him again. The, the beginning of the conversation was like, you already have your mind up. Yeah. He's like, what? I'm like, you already have your mind made up. Yeah. You don't want to hear my explanation about the, the how we do our oil leak checks or whatever. Like your mind's already made up. You already know. Yeah. Yeah. You you want us to give you all this stuff like you're you you don't even you're not even here to have a conversation with me. No. You're here to talk at me and tell me what you want. Like that's not going to happen. It's, it's not being reasonable. Yeah, no, no. That's, no. Once once they get to that point, you're better off. Yeah, cutting ties and because yeah. from that yeah. point on, no matter what, even if they come back for another repair, in the back of their mind, they're gonna say, "Well, are they going to do it right?" I don't even uh, think it's that. I don't even think it's like. I think it's just the manipulation. No, like they so, just. Yeah. It's like. You know, you, you 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 find the manager somewhere, and he gives you a discount. Like you go back to that place looking for the manager for your discount. A discount, yeah. You know, yeah. and it's not even about like doing it right or wrong. It's just you the, know, if you throw a temper tantrum, you're gonna get your cookie, or you know, like it's just like a child, you know, like it, it just. And you they, can't you no, can't they, break that mindset because it's them. And they know it too. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, good example. I mean, they kicked them from the dealership, so yeah, probably to try to do the same thing it didn't work. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't like. It's just so make sure. What's his name? Make sure. Uh, give it to me after. <laughs> make sure I don't. He comes in here. It's like, I doubt he'll ever hear me, but uh, <laughs> just you never know who he knows. You know, you never know. Like, but make sure. Well, what color is the truck? Uh, you know what I've always thought about doing in like the auto shops is like having a like a, a legit blacklist. Awesome. You know, that would be awesome. Like, like the Yelp for shop owners for awesome. bad customers. You know, like, like wh- that'd be awesome. You know, you could just like put a last name in, like oh, this guy's getting kind of yeah. weird today. Put his last name in, and all of a sudden, it's like, like, uh, oh, hey, I'm like blacklist from 15 places I'm like, no, <laughs> across the United I ca- States. I kind no, of, I, I kind of do that on the street. It's like, as soon as I get his custom, discrun- customer map, whatever, I usually put him on blast right there and start texting everybody in the street. Look out for this car. It's like an Amber I alert. I don't get a text. Oh, you're way out here, man. You're, oh. you, you, won't, you won't get that. You don't. Everything on the, everybody in the street. See, if you would have been in the street still, and yeah. in our in our block, there's, there's perks to pass the street on. <laughs> Damn it! So I just say, like, hey, I lost all my benefits. <laughs> so watch out for this brown Ford Taurus going your way. Uh, I think that's like a smog thing, though. That 
That's for you. That's for you yeah, guys in your small yeah, cars, yeah, and you guys get all freaked out. Like, if you just do your job right, they're gonna leave you alone. <laughs> it's like, watch out for this guy. It's like when the county rolls around the hazmat, and everyone's uh, like, "Oh, that's that's the county's funny. in town." It's like, okay, well, I mean, it's everything's clean, so you see everybody closing the doors right away. Yeah, it's, it's like, like we're closed. <laughs> no, we, yeah, we just had that not too long ago. Man, word spread down the street like fire. Is a case. They're on the street. Watch out. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. So I just started had to run back to the shop and make sure everything's on to par. And so you just roll down the front bay door, and it's yeah. a picture of everything perfect. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, it looks legit. I'll go, to, like, I'll, go, I'll go to the next one. Yeah, that looks like, a, like nice. Close for the day. Yep. Close for repairs. It's like, gone for lunch. Don't know when to come back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta love those customers. I don't know. I mean, it's and it's it's just amazing how just those few stick in your mind, you know. And how much I enjoy now versus how petrifyingly terrifying it was. No, that's that's a, that's that's dramatic. I think it was way too much dramatic. It, it was different. Um, in the beginnings, I mean, like when you first start, because you, you, you want every job, you want everybody to be happy. You always hear you can't make everybody happy, but your shop's going to be the one that makes everybody happy, right? Like you're going to be the exception. You're going to be able to take these guys and you're going to turn their, it's like, you just think you can fix everybody and anything, you know? That was for me anyway. And it that's was like, what, that's what I thought too. Yeah. Are you right? Like that's the that's mentality. Like, uh, that is the mentality. Like I, I, it's like, this is, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. You know, it's funny. You know, everyone thinks like that, but you're like, I'm the only one that's thinking no, like this. I'm yeah, the one that's gonna no. fix the whole world right now. He's like, yeah, you think you're like you're gonna be the hero and take care of everybody, and so when I don't know. so when you got to fire that very first one, or even like ten down the line of like in that first year, it's like you're just trying so much that's like you're being unreasonable. Yeah. Like I definitely look back at some situations like, holy crap, I was being unreasonable. Like I just, it's like breaking up with a girlfriend like in high school or something. And you're like, well, all my CDs are in their car, so I can't let them leave me. I'm going to have to burn all those CDs yeah. again. <laughs> right? Like you're just like so worried about the most unreasonable things. Yeah. It's like this guy just needs to move on with his life, but it's like you won't let him. And it's like you got to let him fly. Let them fly. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, it's like crazy. It's like, and so now, and because I, I mean, the guys that the text I had at the time, you know, like everything, like I didn't trust anybody to do anything right, you know, and so anything, anything bad happened, I'm like immediately. Customers Wait. always right because you hear that just pounded in your brain. Like customers always right, and then so of course, like well, everything everyone else is doing here is wrong. And so now I'm just like my back's turned on my own shop and I'm trying to like appease this client that's like unreasonable. And it's like, and there's no way I'm going to do that. And I'm just keep, I just keep getting myself more and more worked up trying to help this helpless situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and so now when I'm like dealing with that, it's like, we've done everything right. And I can just like lean into this guy a little bit, you know, yeah. like, no, no, no. I'm going to straighten you out right yeah. now. <laughs> No, after a while, you get to know you guys, and you know the work ethic that they have. Yeah. So there's no doubt about you know somebody comes in and complains is, no, they I know they did everything the way they should have done. Yeah. 
you know, so let's get this checked out. And sure enough, it ends up being something different, something else. I mean, you y- know? Y- there's always checks and balances. So you yeah. always got to be humbled and you yeah. always got to first look inward. Yeah. Is there something I did? Is there something in my checks and balances I need to change? Is there something that we've been missing? And this is just the first client to bring it to our attention. So, of course, you're going through your little checklist in your yeah. mind. But once all that's checked... <laughs> Once you got your checklist done and you're like, oh no, this is you, not me. <laughs> that's you know, that's when the big old smile comes out. Yeah, like, exactly. Come here, let's talk. You're not yeah, you're not even like upset about it <laughs> no. anymore. You know, I used to get all shaky and upset and like, oh yeah. my god, how am I gonna handle this? And yeah. oh, and I'm so sorry, sir, and yeah. I'm so I'll never do that again. <laughs> and you know? And now it's like, you know what? No. <laughs> like you said, I'm just smiling the whole time, like, like no, that's not gonna happen. Like no, that, no. I just you know when you know you guys did something right, that just builds up your confidence. Knowing yeah, yeah. you can send out to the customer, and tell them, no, we know my, we know we did everything right. We checked everything. Everything we did is correct. Yeah, good. Builds a good culture too. Yeah, it's good when the guys hear you. Yeah, and that kind of yeah, 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 when you back them up. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I was like today. I had to do that a few times today. I mean, because you know they some. Customers scuffled about some certain stuff, and I was like, no. No, he, he did everything he should have done. Yeah. Correct. So, but it, it also comes, you know, it goes the way you talk to them, too. I mean, if, if you're pretty straight up and rude about it, then, yeah, they're going to be all on the defensive side. But for the most part, I think I'm pretty pretty laid back when it comes down. To, I mean, there's got to be certain cut man, to push me to the edge, to that I line. Even, I don't even know what that I, looks I, like. I, I know. That's what I mean. Nobody I mean, had, nobody really. Nobody's seen that. You know, no, not not yet, but it's, 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 coming. it's coming out, right? I can feel it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's coming out. I mean, it's very rare when that other side comes out. And when it does, man, it's, it's some people, there's only a few selected people that have seen it. Hmm. And it's like, you just got to, do you, like take your glass, do you take your glasses off? I don't know. You know what? I black out. Did I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. I just like, I don't know if I, if I do take it off. I don't know. You know, but I just, it's like, it's, oh man. It, it, you, get, you get down on all fours or what? I, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't turn green. I don't know what I do. I don't know what happened, you know. But, but it, yeah, it's, it's, there's certain, there's, it takes that certain person to get you to that point, but. Yeah, I mean, they call it emotional discounting for a reason, you know, get all worked up for yeah. no damn reason at yeah. all. Yeah. And it's like, you just, you know about it. You just can't help it, you yeah. know, but it, I think building that culture and like trusting what everyone's doing and knowing yeah. that everyone's doing what you want them to do. Well, not what you want them to do, what they need to do. It's just, it just turns into like a, just a formula. Yeah. It's like a, a nice mixed drink, you know? Exactly the one we're having right now. It's like, no, no. Beautiful. It's like whenever all the ingredients just come together, you know, and the whiskey's still there. You know, I feel like the whiskey's like like the owner. Like the, the whiskey's like the leader, you know? Like, it's right there. You know, it's got yep. your stamp on it. But yep. then you get these little notes of like, you know, you get the little bit of orange in there. The orange. The orange in there. Maybe that's the service writer, you know? It's like, so it's the first bit. It slowly fades away, and then you get back into like the smoothness of like, of the rye in the whiskey. Yeah. And may, is, so the rye of the whiskey is kind of like your, the text, right? Like they're like a part of the leader, but they're different because it's like you know. I'm loving it. Am I getting like I'm, I'm getting I'm way too deep in this it, thing? Man. I'm loving it right there. Yeah. Was it the bourbon? You the know, bourbon, the smoothest you know of the what? bourbon or the rye? Kinda, Just depends on what shop you go to. Maybe you want that like little rye. rough edge on there. Maybe you want a little more smooth. You know, like it, like you got want, options. I, don't know, I said, I tell people, you want you want a strong and, and, and rough. Come on over. Come on. <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
And then you got the bitters in there. And the bitters. What, what are the bitters? What part of that would be the bitters? I guess that's the price. Yeah, it would be the, the price. Yeah, the, the price, price is going to put a bitter, be bitter, 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 bitter taste in your mouth no matter, no matter what, what. No matter what, yeah. It's a little bitter. No matter a little bitter. What. Yeah. But it works with the drink. But after after you mix it in with everything, the good right. service and all right. that, you know what? Yeah. Like, oh, you know what? It's a little bitter, it was, but I like it. It was a little bitter, but I like it. It was, it was, it was ah. you know, I got, good, I got good service. I liked the way they work. I liked oh. the way they, the whole atmosphere was there. I liked everything. It's like, you know what? And I go back. Yeah. For yeah. seconds. I could have another one of those. Yeah, that wasn't that bad. Exactly. Ooh, I'm, feeling, that's, I'm, that's feeling a little, I'm feeling a little broken. I'm going to have myself old-fashioned. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do when you're having a bad day? Come on over, you know. Yeah, See, car breaks. It's like it's like it's like a little recipe, a little cocktail yeah, recipe. It's, yeah, it's a good, what, good, it's a good analogy. Good analogy to put it. You know? Yeah, couldn't have been better. Yeah, Damn. I don't I don't know where to put the text in the drink though. The text, I think like the bourbon and the rye is like not. It's like that's like part of the the, the text, leadership. I think the text had to be the ice. It just cools mm, things down. Cools it down. Cools it down. Makes things smooth. Okay. Without the text, you know, you can't. Yeah, but you can have an old fashioned without ice on it. You can, but like, man, like right now, I mean, it's not bad. Could I have a little, maybe one cube of ice in there. Maybe. Yeah, see, maybe. see. But you need the text. The text is the backbone. So I feel like I got to change my analogy a little bit. Maybe the text of the whiskey and the leader's the ice. Maybe I looked Good at boy. it all wrong. Yeah, I looked boy. at it all yeah, wrong, man. Cause I they, did. Cause, I screwed it all up. Because the leader doesn't have to be there. Right. As long as it, but it makes it run smoother. I got it. I'm sorry. I, I definitely I put myself <laughs> on a pedestal, man. Damn. I wanted to be the whiskey so bad in the drink, uh, but it's not me. The text, the text of the whiskey. Sometimes being humble, being in the back, right? And you got texts that are a little rough. Yeah, you got texts like a little smooth. So yeah. you got the bourbon. You got your rye. Like that's it right there. Mm. That's it. Damn! I can't believe I did that. See what happens when, I you did. Little, when you have a little bit of drink. Little, I know. I got, got all cocky and stuff. <laughs> Damn it. I'm, I'm working on it, though. As you can tell, in the last five minutes, I worked on it. it. it See time. that? It takes time. It takes time, but I'm working on myself. Everything gets better with time. You know? I got to humble myself exactly. a little bit, you know? Be humble. Yeah. And you got the leaders on the big eyes, the small eyes, all that stuff. So that, that makes sense. I like you, the sound you, of that. You could be the... They, they make that what that... um. That crystal-looking ice cube, whatever. The clear one? Yeah, they, you can have, Do you know you can, how to make a clear one? No, I don't. You don't? No. It's like a trick to it or something. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that sophisticated. I'm not there yet. Mm. I think I have a feeling the more I hang out with you, the more. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how to do that. I have the little. I have the little mold. You Did know, you? I tried that. I tried it with the sphere. Yeah. Didn't work. Uh, maybe once or twice, but it didn't work all the time. But yeah. it gives it the look, though. It's like, man. That does look sexy. Yeah, I like the square yeah, ones. So. The square ones are nice. You gotta yeah. go with the, you gotta go with the square ones. But even better, the, the diamond looking one. Ooh. Yeah, I love it. So, what do you think about uh, talking about? We'll just keep we'll keep it on the topic of uh, of upset clients because I don't know why. I guess it's just working right now. It's flowing. So, what what do you think about when they say that you need to pay for something? Like in that instance where where I need to pay to have another shop fix my what I missed. That right there I mean unless unless they like in your in your situation, you didn't pay for the repair. Or they they didn't pay for the repair, the whole repair. It's not like they 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 paid so let's say the valve covers were leaking, were actually leaking. They did it and they went to another shop and they fixed it. 
again, then my question would be, well, how come you didn't come back to me to correct it? But if somebody else paid for it, if you already paid somewhere else for it, then like, yeah, I guess I got to give you money back or, or that's what I would do. Okay. I mean, you should have. Yeah. But why are you, why are you giving their money back? I mean, again, I guess for me, it would be just to. Just to be done with the situation? Yeah. I mean, for me. Of course, you well, there's got to be a, there's got to be a better way to handle that situation, though. You know, like how do you retain that look? Like, you know, because most of the time they're not bad clients at that point. They're just misinformed. They're uneducated. They feel like you did a disservice, and they're just moving on. They're doing exactly what you're doing. You're giving your money back to them to 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 get rid of the situation, and that's what they did. They went to you. It didn't fix it. They went somewhere else to get it fixed, just to get the situation dealt with, and then now they feel. Like they should get their money back, and I, it's, I hard, know, I, it's hard to say. I understand that, but you can't. You know what I'm saying? No, like, I, I the mindset's think, there. Yeah, but I, I think it all depends. I, I got to look at the customer, who the customer is, what kind of relationship we've had for over the years. If it was a pretty good customer that that um, been coming in, they spend good money here, um, then you know what? I, I think I would, I would spend, I would bend over backwards for them, try to make things right, smooth things out. Right. But if, but if it's somebody that I only seen twice a year spend a couple hundred bucks or whatever it's, you know what you're not worth it so i'd rather just you know what return pay them back their money don't come back again and just i think for me it's just a lot yeah. easier better just to just here you go go away it, it's it's tough because it's like every everybody's important in a sense and i get it there's some of them that need to be sent on their way but some of them like you said are just they're just not educated enough in the process and so for me, I kind of look, I de- definitely look internally and just like, did we not follow up enough? Should we, should we be following up on every repair? Like, hey, like just wanted to make sure that I fix it. But does that like open the, does that open up like you're not confident enough you in what you're what? doing? You so you're like, what? every time you're doing a repair, like, hey, this guy texts me like every time. He, like, <laughs> do they know what that. they're doing? <laughs> no, I thought about that too. And I was like, I wanted to implement that. But then that's the first thing that came to my mind is like, yeah. if I do that, that, that just kind of makes them kind of second guess the work. It's like, are they checking up just because to make sure it's not still leaking? Did they lose something loose? Or, or, or that's something loose? Or, yeah, Did they right. find a part on their toolbox yeah, when they exa- left? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm just like, man, that's I don't think that's a good idea. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Yeah. But at the same time, you're just following up and checking up. It's like, hey, just making sure everything's all good. Like just like you would do for a friend, you know, just hey, making sure you're still doing a good. I haven't heard you. I guess you. it depends on the conversation, how you start it. I guess so. You got to have like a good, a good like, line that you're sending them like hey you know but yeah i don't know i don't know how to not make that sound like a generic <laughs> a generic follow-up you know like because it can't be generic it's got to be like hey you know just want to make sure that water pump we want to sure that water pump's still you know holding up and no other coolant leaks or yeah, i don't know like i mean for our transmission work we do a 500 mile checkup like it's standard have them come back. Have them yeah. come back and go put yeah. five hundred on it. Come back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get underneath it. I'm gonna check for codes. I'm gonna drive it. All complimentary. Like we're just gonna do a follow up. Five hundred miles. Same with differential rebuilds, transfer case rebuilds. Basically all that stuff. And I started thinking about, do we do that for every repair? Oh, we need to. You're, you're falling behind. You're you're, you're 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 lapping me a little bit. Dude, here. I'm already. Yeah. I'm, Hold on a second. Come on, man. Makes you want to go pee. Sound of it, man. Sounds good, though. Shake <laughs> that little bucket of ice. 
I think that would have sounded good. A little, little clink, 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 little clink, clink on the clink. mics. Yeah, clink, clink. Glory. I have no idea. Totally lost that one now. I think the next, the next. Yeah. Thing, I think I'm gonna lose my mind. I, I ain't gonna remember <laughs> anything. So you better, you better hurry up, man. I start asking questions because. So, 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 so the standard, so the standard, so it's like basically taking the 500 mile checkup and, and kind of like blanketing that across all repairs, but that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. You're going to spend, <laughs> at, it'll come to a point where you're spending half the day on people following back yeah. up for a 500 mile check for every yeah. damn repair. Like, so I, I don't know. It's like in this, in the, in, in this industry, it's like you have your, you have your repairs that need to be followed up on, but how do you make that into a standard operating procedure for the next service advisor coming in? Because obviously I could, obviously you could sit there and look at every ticket that's going out the door. Okay, that one, flag that one. Okay, flag that one. Then you'll just put those in your 500-mile check pile, and then and then you got your checks that you need to come. But it's like, how do you, you couldn't, you couldn't involve that, you know? Yeah. Not without a really, really talented, knowledgeable service writer but if you have that put that guy out in the shop yeah, I know. <laughs> if he knows if he knows that stuff he should be out in the shop, shop working doing, you know doing, yeah turning wrenches unless I you're mean, lucky enough to have a retired one or something like that do you have a uh, sop for almost everything do you yeah wow that's one of the things i've been i mean it's for everything you just got to start with one one process at a time and we start with our initial intake. So when we pull a vehicle in, they call, hey, I got this engine light. Hey, I got this noise. And it's like, that doesn't matter. I mean, it matters. So we make a note of it. But it's like, hey, look, this is what we do. We're going to spend an hour with the vehicle. It's a charged hour. It's our $150 an hour assessment. That's where we start. We're going to do a digital vehicle inspection. We're going to encapsulate the issue you're having. But we're going to obviously catch that anyway because we're going to do check windows check lights check tires brakes belts leaks we're getting, we're checking everything we're putting the car on the lift we're doing the full thing driving it so typically if they come in for a problem it's going to be written down anyway um so codes we got an engine light on well we're going to pull codes we're going to see what the code is in that hour we're just going to get a full rundown and then land or i or we'll spend time writing up estimates for all the things that we saw and then here, this is what you just paid for. Um, sometimes, say, O2 sensor code, uh, you know, it's the wires hanging on the on the exhaust and it's melted. Eh, more than likely, it needs an O2 sensor. The wire is melted. It needs to be replaced regardless. So our advanced assessment now is going to be replace this oxygen sensor and then retest, see if the code comes back. Yeah. You know, there's no need to go any further. So sometimes we can catch a lot of problems in that time frame. Sometimes you get a suspension noise. You put it up in the air um, and the wheel bearing is way out of spec, right? Or whatever. You can find a lot of stuff in that assessment. And we have a really good assessment that we put together where we constantly, you know, fine tuning it and looking at different stuff and, so we can catch a lot of things in that hour. And that's what we tell them. Hey, look, this is our system. This is our operating procedure. This is what we do. We don't pull it in. We're not going to check codes. We're not going to do it. Like, this is what we do. We're going to look at everything. And then we start there. Now we know the car. We've built a relationship. We didn't find anything with the engine light obvious. So we needed another hour and a half, two hours to look into the assessment of the engine light specifically. And that way... I mean, I, I started doing that really because of all the transmission issues I was having come in and 
trans it doesn't move it needs a trans the fluids full it's burnt it's fried pull the pan it's full of metal we need a trans put it in we got brake noise we got differential noise we got a leaky water pump we got all these problems they just spent four or five thousand dollars transmission in this vehicle and now it needs another fifteen hundred dollars maintenance work yeah. hey if you'd have told me that yeah before I wanted to put a trans in, like I, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. see, what, that, uh, that's that's see that uh, that's a scary part. So that's that's, that's, that's the a, operation I put yeah, in place, yeah. And, that, yeah. and it was specifically for that situation, but it's worked so well for so many other reasons. And I feel like it's just kind of a hybrid or just a different way of other shops that do it because they'll do like the free inspection, but then they'll charge for a service and then they'll add the inspection, but they just add extra time or however creative way you want to go about it. For me, it started with, well, I'm a specialty shop, so I'm going to charge you an hour to assess this transmission. I can assess the transmission in under 10 minutes if it goes, <laughs> if you put it in gear and it doesn't move and, and, and you know, right? Like most of the time you can, yeah. as, you, like it needs a trans, like it's easy. There's no, yeah. yeah but I, I'm not going to charge 10 minutes for that. I'm going to charge an hour. It's like, well, what else can I do in that hour? Let's, let's, well, let's do full inspection, right? And let's just sense. do that with everything, you know? And it was a good revenue generator. It's like, let's just, every car that comes in, it's a price tag. Price tag, price tag, price tag, price. We should be doing these in 30 to 45 yep. minutes. It's gravy work for the techs. It's a good revenue generator and it's a good starting point. And we can catch a lot of problems in that time. Yeah, it's just like oil changes, you know? Yeah. I wasn't a big believer of that. I thought it was just a waste of money. I was like, well, you get an oil change in for, well, back then it was like 50 bucks or so. Now it's, the way things are going now, hundred forty, yeah, whatever, yeah. So I said, ah, there's not really no money in it, but if you have a guy that does a pretty good inspection, man, you'll find revenue generator, yeah. And that's it, what we found, and it's just been working out for us. I mean, it's my, like my problem with that is that it forces a sale. It's a hard sale, not for me because I suck at selling, so. <laughs> I, I don't I don't capitalize on a lot of that. I don't but I don't want to hire a service advisor that's trying to hard sale. So that was also a deterrent for me. And then also I just don't like oil changes. And it's I, like I never did either, but you know what? I mean you don't have to be pushy. That's a lot of yeah. people that, a lot of people It's have a bit of, it's a bit of a gamble though. It is. A lot of people have mentioned to me, commented to me, you know what? I like it because you don't push me. You're not pushy. You're, yeah. not, you're not a salesman. You you let me know what's wrong. And you give I, me a... I feel, like, I feel like that's being a salesman. No. You're just like a different type. No, yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah, look, you're all type. nice. Maybe, and, maybe that's what it is. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just subtle. Rip your, sh- rip your shirt a little bit and you're like, oh, you know, I was going to buy a new <laughs> no, shirt, rip. but... No, 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 but, no, no. But, but, you know, <laughs> I, I was trying to put food on the table for my kids and like, you're still you're still like, selling the job right like, now. Have you, have you seen the price of eggs? My kids didn't eat breakfast this morning, and so, you know, you know, whatever you want to do with here, you know, (laughs) there's these things that you need, and you don't have to do it, but just so you know, I'm not eating tonight. So, (laughs) I'm just like with the sign there, like. That's still, that's still a hard sell, just so you know. Any help helps, you know. (laughs) The typical pushy salesman is not a pushy salesman. You know, but they appreciate that. They appreciate that, you know. They they don't, you know, they're not being pushed, and they're cornered in to try to get something repaired, and it's like. Not, I'm, I'm straight up, and that's. I think that's one of the things that worked for me is that I'm straight up and honest with them about it. Yeah. So you don't have to do it now. I mean, you still have maybe next oil change. You're gonna need your brakes done. So they keep that in mind. Yeah, so when they come but, in and they come in, it's like, hey, oh, last dude, time you told me any brakes. That's tough, man. Because 
they're not going to be back in a shop for six months. And I mean, that's tough, oh, man. Like you if, know, if you're calling it out now, you got to call it out now. Like you're here now. Let's do it now. You, know what? you don't want to be back in a sh- And you know what? Most of the time, they're probably going to be on the other side of the grade, and they're going to have someone in San Luis do it, and you just missed out on that. And then you, know and then, and then you lost right. your gamble. No, no, you're right. It's, it's a gamble. You're right about that. But you're like me. Like you don't want. Like you just. You're just trying to help. I'm just trying to help. Yeah. But, but you know what? I'm, I'm. Yeah. You know what? It's a gamble. You know, I'm a gamble. It's like you know what? I was straight up with her. I'm honest. Maybe she'll take that into consideration. And you know what? And that's the first thing they're going to remember back then when they start hearing their break squeak or whatever you know those guys are treating me good they were honest about it i'm gonna go back to them and most of the time i do but you know a lot of the, a lot of the customers that i get are just regular customers so they come in no matter what so yeah. i'm i mean if you're expecting or you're you needing that break job to come in for sure then yeah problems i mean i got other work that i could get done yeah i don't if they don't come make they don't come in oh well who cares all right but but i know i know they will so um, and if if it's doable, then I'll say, yeah, I can do it right now if you want me to. We get it done. We get it done, but it all depends on the circumstance. But yeah, for, for the most part, for the most part, I I, I got to say that I do generate quite a bit of work out of those inspections. Yeah, I mean, if it, if it's keeping you busy, it's all it's important. But for me, it's like it was always I always looked at it like a gamble, and I just I'm I'm not much of a gambling man. And you know I, I, I just like the guarantee stuff. And for me, the guarantee was you pay me, we're gonna look at it. I'll tell you what's wrong. Then you can leave and we're good. Like you've paid me for my service and we're good and we can reschedule you or whatever, but I'm not like doing this $80 oil change with the hopes of it turning into a larger sale, which it will. I mean, the numbers don't lie. It works. It's an average. I mean, yes, it's pretty much a guaranteed thing, right? To do the free inspection with the oil change or whatever. Just for me starting out when I started the whole thing, I just, I, I couldn't wrap my mind around it and I just wanted I just I need to I need to be paid right now. <laughs> I need revenue right I, now. I don't want to like gamble. I don't want to risk it. I don't want to do this cheap discounted oil change with the risk of it turning into like an engine replacement or whatever you know because that can happen. So it's like I don't know. I just wanted to mitigate all the risk. I wanted to just get paid. Here's what everything you need, you know. And I, I would do at first. I would do hey come back and I'll I'll knock that hundred dollars off the repair. I definitely did that. Um, and that just helped like that way you have a, a, some incentive to come back for right, one, yeah. but I have the, I have the, you know, the money for now. <laughs> if you want to go somewhere no, else. Yeah, no, I get that. Cause yeah, I mean, it's, you never know. You never yeah. know. They may not come back. I, I see. I mean, I, I totally see now that you wouldn't be able to make it in Vegas. Make it in Vegas? Yeah. No. Why? You don't like to gamble. I don't like to gamble. You don't like to gamble. I mean, I like to, I mean, I don't know. You like to for sure things. I like to for sure things for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, I like to mitigate my risk. <laughs> I just, I don't know. No, the, the slot, I had, the, I had, the, I thought I had the slot machines figured out for a minute there, but I come to find out I did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, no, no, yeah. I said, like, like I said, for the for the longest time, I, I, I never thought mortgages were money makers. I didn't care much because that also brought in some of the. Oh God, yeah. Riffraff, I guess yeah. you could say. Talking, you know, just, talking to bad clients, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, cheap oil changes, whatever. So I was like, you know, and so that's when I decided, you know what, if I'm pretty close to what some of these other oil change facilities are, then yeah, I'm going to get all these people that just want the oil change and that's it. They don't want nothing else. So that's what I decided. You know what? I got, I got guys that I'm paying, you know, 40 bucks an hour doing oil changes. How is that a winner? Right. It's not. 
So, you know, if I make my oil changes a little more than these other oil change facilities, then at least those that know the quality that you're going to be getting from getting ASC certified techs doing the oil changes, they'll know and they appreciate that they're still going to bring it in no matter what. Yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not coupon clipping. Yeah, you know, yeah. and you're not getting, you know, this high school kid learning how to work through oil changes on your car doing the work. Right. You know, so um, that kind of helped quite a bit because, you know, even though we're, our oil changes are a little higher than most places, that doesn't stop them from coming in. They still continue coming in and, and you know, we do a full inspection on it and, hey, you need filters, you need, you know, belt, you need brakes, you need that. For the most part, we all, yeah, go the, ahead and do the, it. Go ahead the, and do the, it. The 300% rule. Yeah. 300% rule, exactly right. Remember that. Oh, I know it. I oh, live yeah. it. Oh, you live it. Okay. <laughs> ain't no secret. Every... <laughs> ain't no secrets here. No, there isn't. You act like yeah. you think I don't know, but I know. I used to try, I was trying to up. <laughs> you, you know. You know. You're not gonna beat my eye, arrow. I know. I was trying to. I was. I was trying. I. I. You know. I, I went for it. I tried it, and I. I guess it didn't work. So. Okay. You know, I got too many transmissions, <laughs> man. It just like bumps up. The the gross of the or the uh yeah the gross profit is not too good, but um it keeps it keeps the averages high, so that's good. And what and what yeah, I think I, I was having a little bit of trouble with that lately with the gross profit and stuff like that, and and I started doing that the. Uh, the uh, matrix. Oh, okay. And I've noticed a bit of a difference there. I, I wasn't a big believer of that either. You don't like the matrix? I didn't. I didn't believe that. Well, well how's your matrix work though? What do you? I mean, you run the Napa tracks, right? I didn't do that. You know what? I don't have it set up yet because I don't. What do you know. use? I, I got the Napa tracks, but oh, okay. but I got a like a cheat sheet that I have right there on the counter that you know I kind of look. Okay. You put them in manually. That's sorry. wicked, man. I'm sorry, man. That's wicked. I'm sorry. No, I feel bad for you. I feel, I feel horrible, man. No, like, no, you shouldn't feel bad. Yeah, I feel bad for you. That's why I didn't want to bring it up. I was just like, man, I'm, I'm still in the Stone Age, man. I still. Oh, man. Wait till you see Shopware. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, dude. Oh, man. I, I'm, I do Mitchell, right? And it's got a parts matrix in it. And it, so it does like, you can put the percentage in and you can have it tiered, right? So yeah. every, every price break you change. So Shopware comes out with one. And they're all cloud based. Have you have you seen Shopware? I don't think I've looked into it yet. Oh, okay, I was I pushed against it a little bit, but once I got a good demo on it, it was like night and day. And they got this parts matrix. Uh, it's crazy. It's it's like it's cloud based, and it's an AI platform. Really? Yeah. And so it literally will, as you're going through the month, it changes your gross profit to help meet your goal. Really? Yeah. And then it stays that way. So it's like you start losing your ass on spark plugs because it's tough. Spark plugs, stuff like that. You sell six or eight of them, you know, and, and you and you drop that price on it or whatever because you don't want to sell a $30 spark plug. Right. But so then it'll it'll like find some of your other spots that it can bump another 20 bucks or 30 bucks on, you know, whatever. And then it'll, you know, it does its magic. Oh, wow. It's magic. I don't know how it works. It's wizardry. As long as it works. Well, I know Napa tracks. <laughs> 
Yeah. And you're over there writing it with a freaking number two pencil over there. This is a freaking AI. I don't even know how it works. Like a wizard and the computer is just like, oh, here you go. You're at 65%. Like, I don't know how the hell that happened, but it did. I mean, I'm not there yet. I'm not using it, but I just did a demo. I'm like, holy, no, that's a game changer, man. I know. I know Napa Tracks does it. It has the capability of doing the matrix, but I just haven't looked into it and how to set it up. Okay. And I've been wanting to do that just to, to try it out and uh, and also stop from having to do it manually because every every how part. You, that, how, how, how do you know what your how do you know what your GP is at the end of the month? Well, Napa Track Napa Tracks does keep track of all that, but you know your percentage on your on your parches though. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, no. So I, I input I input. Oh, that you in, input it. I, oh, yeah, I told yeah, you. Okay. No, I input. So it. then the next month you just add like another. Yeah. Zero. So on every job ticket. I mean, obviously, when I, when I order stuff from Napa, it automatically downloads onto the prepared order and all that. Right. And, okay. I, and, I, and, it, and I look at the GP and everything, and I said, okay. And pretty much it's set up at 50%. Okay. So I look at the what the cost of the part is, and on my sheet sheet that I had there on the desk, kind of looked there and said, okay, it was supposed to be bumped up this much. Let me see if it's within range. And you know, it's within a few dollars difference. So I just bump it up to whatever it's calculated not to be and I change it. No wonder why you're so busy all the time. That's that's why I don't have time for anything. <laughs> I barely had time to come here. So so anyways, that's why I was like, man, would it be nice if there was a matrix that you could set up on the computer and does it all for yourself? Yeah, that'd, yeah. that'd be nice, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm look into that. It's like beyond that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so AI technology. Uh, yeah, so, You're like, hey, Mr. Computer, I'd like to run a 65% parts margin. Okay. And that's it. And that's nice. And that's it. Like, that's you don't I literally have to look, you just look at it at the end of the month like, oh, I got it. Good job, computer. <laughs> good, I, I, good job, small I, wizard. I, I, I got to look into that. But at the, and so at the end of the, yeah, at the end of the month or whatever or week, you can look it up and see what your, Margin is at, um, you see if you're falling within where you need to fall. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I kind of implemented that kind of the middle of last month, and I noticed that it made a difference because oh, yeah. prior to that, my parts GP was was horrible. It was like maybe high twenty eight, maybe thirty four, something like that. Uh, damn, I was at forty and I felt bad. You know, so, but I gotta say somewhere in the somewhere in the in the uh, no, it had to be somewhere in the thirties, thirties, thirty five, thirty six. I gotta say that. Um, but then after I did this change to the matrix, it bumped up to I mean almost forty, some forty seven. I was like, all right, cool. I'm I'm within range now. Yeah, so it's cool. Um, and then my also my. Well, that's different, now, but my also my GP on labor too also changed, which went up too. I was like, everything seems to start coming together, and all that was perfect. Yeah. So I said, all right, well now let's. As of this month, I'm still using that, so I want to see how I do in this full month and see if it does change things for me. If it does, then perfect. I mean, I'm gonna probably try to figure out, learn how to implement or set that up on the computer for Napa Tracks, and that way it could automatically do it. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Instead of me having to think about it. No, so you're just doing yeah. checks and balances. Yeah. Okay. Just, just kind of playing around with it. See. Yeah, it's good. It's good to know. But I don't have a AI that does it for me, okay. a wizard or whatever like you have. I don't have so, it. I told you I didn't have it. I said I was looking yeah. into it. Oh, I thought. Well, no, no. I said I said I I, I don't well, have it. You have you have the capabilities. So if you have it right there in your doorstep, you just 
need to I mean, invite him. You have the same cap- you, you have need, the same you, you need to you invite him in. Just invite him in. Hey, you can do in. the same thing, you know. I could. I could. But. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I want to change. I don't know if I want to change my system. And then that's, that's the other thing too. Oh, and that's the other thing too. Is like I'm afraid of that changing the system, and then what if I don't like it? But no, it. it I think I will. I mean, it's it's working. I, I'm seeing the difference. It, it's whatever it works for you. Know, it works out. So, yeah. I mean. Yeah, with Mitchell, you just have a, you just, it's just a tiered matrix. So you just say zero to ten dollars, zero to twenty, or zero yeah. to fifty, whatever. And you yeah. say, I want that at, you know, one hundred and twenty percent, and and you know, yep. twenty to twenty to fifty at ninety percent or whatever. And then you just averages out. So the the pain in the ass thing about that is that sometimes you do a lot of transmissions, a lot of big parts, a lot of big ticket items, and then your the GP drops right, and then I got to look back and be like, okay, do I need to adjust something? Or do uh, is it just all these big ticket parts, you know? And that's a pain because it's like it's just one more thing that I don't need to do, right? right? Like it's just one more thing I don't, I don't need to worry about. Like so, then you start changing stuff around, and then your spark plugs start coming out at thirty dollars a piece, and you're like, oh my god! Then you got to go back and manually adjust those because you can't yeah. sell spark plugs at thirty dollars a piece. <laughs> so it's like this. You, con- I mean, you could, you, you can, can but you're pretty good at sales. I mean, if you're pretty good at sales, man. I mean, yeah. have you over there? Yeah, I mean, like. You could probably I, I, you could I, probably I, sell it. I just gotta blink my eyes and then just. I can see that. Just take the glasses so, out. Okay, let me see, take them down a little bit. I'm putting my shirt a little bit and it's like. Oh, Rico Suave in there. It's like. Start doing the cha cha. Yeah, it's like hey. Do that little salsa move you do. Whatever it takes to make the sale, man. 